Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bad Grammar Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything with a little bad grammar, and I'm your host, Abia is real and i just want to say hi i just want to say i hope that you're doing good if you're not doing good know that this is not the end for you this is not the end and although you may be in a season that sucks right now um and it may seem like that season is never gonna end it will end no season lasts forever and if you woke up today and your heart is beating then this is not the end for you well first off i want to (laughs) say that april like it's literally may which i which i cannot fathom my mind cannot fathom that it is may um well the first good thing is that we i survived the winter we survived the winter i feel like this winter was probably the best winter i've ever had like i think physically emotional emotionally mentally um because i really set myself up for like okay i usually struggle in the winter i get really sad i usually stop exercising i gain a lot of weight I just I hate the cold I hate the snow so winter is really a terrible time for me typically those are the months that I'm like the saddest but this winter I said no 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 I said we're cutting that down babes I said we're not doing that anymore we're gonna have a good winter and like when I tell you this winter flew by because I was actually implementing things in my life to take care of myself it flew by and this was the best winter I've ever had I wasn't depressed I wasn't sad the cold like obviously I don't like 20 degree weather but because I was like doing things to help my mind and help my body like work out exercise get sun go on walks even if it is cold outside like I just I really was proactive in making sure that this winter was a good winter for me and it really was this was the best winter of I mean I'm gonna say my life because if I look back in my life the worst months in my life were winter and this was the best winter I've ever had so like part of me is like oh my gosh like we survived and like we actually thrived not just survived um but there's another part of me that's like how is it already May it's y'all summer hot girl hot girl summer hot boy summer has arrived i mean we're on the horizon we're very close to the horizon and i guess like segue segueing into the topic for today's episode which is uh the title of this episode is fear or faith or faith or fear i don't know which i'm gonna do um but i do there's a part of me that feels like april was snatched from me april felt like it didn't exist like April felt like a month that didn't happen when things happen in life and like it takes big chunks of time out of your life and like again it was like three weeks so like should I really be complaining because I have like my whole life ahead of me but like I just think about all the stuff that I could have done all the stuff that I would have done anyway facing some trials in April okay if you if you if you are my friend you probably know what they are but I'm not gonna spend energy talking about it specifically but this is it did inspire uh the topic for this episode which is fear faith and what i learned from going through certain trials in april was it put me in a position to like i guess evaluate my faith and evaluate like where i'm operating from like where how am i making my decisions like where are my decisions being made from are they being made from a place of fear are my decisions and my choices and the way that I act is it coming from a place of faith and I think what I learned from the you know the trials that I faced in April I learned that I 
was now i can't say that i do this all the time but in this situation i made a decision based out of fear and not based out of faith and that decision ultimately led what could have been resolved sooner to take longer because i made a decision out of fear because i and not out of faith and what i i guess to kind of go deeper is like i really don't want to talk about you know the situation i I just don't want to (laughs) because i'm like over it i'm currently still in the situation so like i'm just like literally like not about to give the enemy any energy he's stupid like jesus crushed his head so why am i even worried about it pretty much i made a decision out of fear because i didn't have the faith that god was going to show up for me um if I made, you know, the opposite decision. So I made a decision out of fear. I said, okay, I'm going to wait to do this thing. And ultimately I wasted time. And then when I finally decided to make a decision out of faith, God showed up for me. And I'm like, bro, like if I just had the faith in the beginning, I would be out of this situation by now. But because I'm, I, because I was afraid that God wasn't going to show up for me, I made a decision out of fear which which kept me in the hole even longer. As frustrating as that is, it I'm glad that the Lord showed me that and that I went through that because now every decision that I make, every big decision, even every little decision, I'm going to be asking myself, is this a decision out of fear or is this a decision coming out of faith like how are you what is your brain telling you right now is your is is the enemy lying to you saying god's not going to show up for you this isn't going to happen the miracle isn't going to happen this isn't going to work you need to make this decision based off of lack of faith based off of you trying to figure it out yourself or are you making decision out of faith that god already knows your situation right he knows what you need he knows how much money you have he knows how much money you don't have right he knows your weaknesses he knows your strengths so make are you making a decision based off of god protecting you and being there for you and helping you get through the situation and i realized that i wasn't doing that and then this kind of led me to be like well what other like how many other situations in my life was i making decisions based out of fear and not out of faith i think if i go back you know and and look at the pages of my life i do think i've made i've made a lot of decisions based out of fear and not out of faith i think this also just kind of led me to be like okay like like what is the thing that's stopping me from having faith what's the thing that's stopping me from believing that god is gonna help me he knows my situation uh what what is that thing and i think it's it's i mean we see it in the bible when when the woman with the issue of blood touched jesus's garment and what did he tell her he said your faith has made you well and then we can go we can go back and we can see when peter was walking on the water and then he started looking at the waves and the wind and he started sinking what did jesus say jesus said oh you of little faith why did you doubt jesus makes it very clear that our faith is 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 so important in in our life because it ultimately fuels the decisions that we make right the woman with the issue of blood was she was she was she making a decision out of faith or out of fear she was making the decision out of faith 
because she had faith that if she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she would be healed. She did not, if she was making a decision out of fear, she would have been like, oh, it, it wouldn't work. Like, why would me just touching his clothes ever heal me? I, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to go back to the way that I was living. I'm not even going to try it. You know, maybe I'll meet up with him. Maybe I'll run into him. But her faith is what she made a decision out of faith. And ultimately, she was healed. What did Jesus say? She said, Jesus said, your faith has made you well. He didn't say I made you well. Obviously, we know it was the power of Jesus, the power of God that healed her. But Jesus is telling us that our faith has such a important role in God in our lives, right? Because God is God, whether you believe in God or not, whether whether you see his power in your life or not, God is God, right? So faith is like the the two the tube that connects God into our lives. And when we have little faith, when we have a lack of faith, we're pretty much blocking that tube that leads into heaven to God, right? When we have little faith, and it's not that God isn't powerful, it's not that God can't do it, but when we have lack of faith and lack of belief that God is going to show up for us, we're essentially blocking that tube for God's power to come into our lives. And some might say, you know, some might argue the fact that, well, if God is God, he could do whatever he wants. He could do exactly and we know this right like that that is very true like God obviously there are many times in my life where I've had no faith right there are many times in my life before I even was a Christian where God showed my life right God can do whatever he wants right we know this but because God is good and he's kind and he created humans to be in relationship with him, to be in partnership with him. He doesn't want to just bust in here and be like, miracle, miracle, miracle. He wants to do it with us, right? He wants to have a relationship with us. So our faith is essentially the thing that connects God into our life, right? The thing that says, hey, God, I want to do I want to do this with you and I want you to do this with me. Yeah, so like when we have lack of faith, right? When we're like Peter and we're walking on the water and then we get distracted by the winds and the wave, we start to doubt. We start to think, oh my gosh, like all this around me seems so terrible. There's no way that that, that Jesus is going to help me continue to stay on the water. We have doubt and then we start to sink, right? And then that's when we make decisions based out of fear because we don't believe that God is greater than the winds and the waves around us. I guess he's been kind of asking me the question of are you living your life out of fear or are you living your life out of faith? Are you making your decisions out of fear or are you making your decisions out of faith? Um, Just like looking back at my life, I know that I've made so many decisions based out of fear. And when you make decisions based out of fear, what shows up in your life? Fear. Fear is the leader of your life. Fear is the dominant in your life. Um, Everything you do is based out of fear. It's based out of what terrible thing could happen what horrible thing might happen or or not believing anything good is going to happen so you don't ever do anything you don't ever try anything you don't ever go anywhere because you're making all your decisions out of fear and that's exactly what the enemy wants I mean he wants us to live our life out of fear because when we live our life out of fear we never pursue the calling God has for us we never pursue God right we never we never take a leap of faith knowing that God is going to catch us because we're just filled with fear and the devil is the father of lies and fear is a lie fear is a lie and you know you might be listening to me like fear is not a lie like fear you know fear is a good thing because it tells you that you're in danger and yes and no I think 
I think fear, having the feeling of fear, right? It is our brain telling us that we're potentially in danger, right? Like if I'm in a dark alley and there's somebody, you know, uh, somebody following me and I feel fear and then I feel, you know, like I need to run. That's a good thing, right? Obviously, because that's our brain telling us you are possibly in danger. But I think when it becomes a problem is when when we when we begin to see everything as something to be feared because i know a lot of people who who every like every little thing they're afraid of like like they like their brain like they the enemy has convinced them that everything is dangerous every little thing is dangerous every little thing every little thing can harm them and i think when there when people don't believe in god right and you don't believe in heaven you don't believe that there's there's life after after we leave earth that can really like sell into your heart because then you're holding on to this life right you're holding on i mean essentially you're holding on for dear life because you're so afraid that there's nothing apt and i think i think as a believer a lot of that fear of like holding on so deeply to my life is alleviated because i know that no matter what i experience on earth no matter what suffering that comes my way on earth even if i die tomorrow this is not the end for me like i'm not just going to go float in the ether for eternity i'm going to be in heaven with my creator so i think that takes a lot of like i think worldly fear out of my life but i'm realizing that at the end of the day this has shown me that i'm still there are still places in my life that I haven't fully trusted God with. There are still places in my life that I haven't fully given to the Lord. There are still places, parts in my heart that have, um, that have bits of fear in them. And what I love about God is that like, he knows us, right? God isn't asking a lot of us. The Bible says like, Jesus said like, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, if you know what a mustard seed is, it's the smallest of all the seeds. It's the smallest seed ever. And if you have faith that small, he said that you can make a mountain, you can tell a mountain to move and it would have to move. It literally would have to. So like God knows that like we are human and we have doubts and we have fear and we struggle. So he doesn't even require us to have like this big mountain sized faith. He says you all you need is faith of a mustard seed. So that gives me like peace that that even in my doubting all i need is a little bit of faith there's a song and it says if you if you believe for a little today you'll believe for a lot tomorrow um it only takes a seed of faith let it grow let it grow and i i just it is so true that like when you believe for a little bit today and you plant that that seed of faith it only gets bigger it only gets bigger and the mustard seed once you plant it and it grows it turns out to be the biggest tree ever and that is just like that is what god is trying to show me is that like if you have a little bit of faith and if you if you make your decisions and you live your life out of even that little bit of faith the as much as you can for today it will grow into something so big that you'll never imagine and it's not by our might that our faith grows but it's by the might of the lord that he increases our faith and that he gives us he gives us the strength to continue to not doubt and to have it and, and, and i also want to preface and say that like it's okay that, that you have doubts right peter peter had doubts when he was walking on the water that jesus wasn't gonna be able to upkeep him on 
you know, walking on the water. So he doubted and he began to sink. And what do we know about Peter? Peter, I mean, Jesus literally said that Peter was going to be the rock of the church. And Peter, he, Peter was the one that, that, that said that, that proclaimed who Jesus was before anybody else. Right. But also Peter made so many mistakes. So I think, I think it's, and, and Jesus still continued to choose him. So like, if you have doubt, don't be, don't beat yourself up and don't be, be like, oh, like God can't use me or God doesn't love me because I'm doubting. No, no, no. If Jesus loved Peter and Peter, <laughs> Peter, we all know Peter was wilding, right? I think we, everybody loves Peter because we can see ourselves. We can see a bit of ourselves in Peter because he was so, he, you know, he was wilding. He was crazy. So if Jesus chose Peter over and over again, after he messed up, after he denied him three times, after, you know, after all the things that Peter did, and if Jesus still continued to choose him, Jesus still loved him. Jesus didn't take any of his words back. He didn't say, well, now that you did that, you're not the rock of the church. <laughs> like he, he, Jesus continued to meet Peter where he was every single day day and that's what jesus does for us he will meet you wherever you are whether you have a teaspoon of faith or you have a whole cup of faith jesus will meet you wherever you are and if you just open up your heart and ask him to you have the faith of have the faith of a mustard seed and to not walk in fear every day he will help you and um the other day i so i live like very random story but i think it plays well into this i live on the top the very like top floor of um my building and there are lots of like bird nests like on the roof i guess there's like it literally sounds like i'm living in a jungle there's like seagulls there's little birds there's big birds i even see sometimes a hawk up there like they're just it's a bird party on top of my roof so um what typically ends up happening this is something that i noticed a couple months ago it was probably like maybe like four or five or five in the morning and these birds started chirping these birds started singing and the sun wasn't even up yet right it was still pitch black outside and i'm just like what why are these birds up what are they doing and the lord just showed me that like that like even the birds have faith that the sun is going to come up right even the birds know that the sun is going to come up and that the day is coming right even the birds have enough faith to say although it's dark right now i know that in an hour it's going to be light and it's time to get up even the birds even in the midst even in the middle of darkness the birds start singing because they know the sun's coming up they know it might be dark now but they know that the light will be here in an hour and to me i don't know to me that's just I, it's such a beautiful picture because it's like sometimes the like the na- sometimes nature can have more faith in God than we do. Sometimes the birds and the trees and the flowers and the squirrels have more faith that God will provide for them than we do. And the Bible says that like that God loves us more than He loves nature. So like why are we why do we think that God's gonna leave us high and dry when he doesn't when he doesn't even leave the birds high and dry, right? The birds have everything they need and even in the middle of darkness we we have a choice to either we can praise fear or we can praise God, right? We can say, Hey, I might be it might be dark right now. But because I know God's character and I know who he is and I know the goodness of him, I know that the sun's going to come up. I know that the sun's going to come back. Mm, child, little Jesus, don't get me started now. Okay, I know that even in the midst of darkness, I can still 
praise God. And I think another thing that this whole like that this whole um, the last month has taught me is like like when times get hard and I'm walking through the valley and it looks like night, like what am I going to do? Like, am I can am I going to am I going to continue to praise God? for who he is, for all he's done for me, or am I going to stop and just sit in the darkness? It's so easy to praise God when you're on the mountaintop. It's so easy to praise God when everything in your life is going okay, everything is smooth, you don't have a lot of problems, everything's going your way. So easy. But the real challenge is like, will you still believe in God, have faith in God, Praise God for him being good throughout your whole life. Praise him because he's holy and because he's worthy. Will you still do that in the darkness? When you Will you still do that when it feels like he's not even around? What we love most is what we end up praising. What we love most is what we end up going to initially. It's like God isn't just about, oh, like I love him just because he's good to me all the time. It's like your, your love for him has to run deeper than that, which is what I'm learning. Willing to trust him when nothing around you makes sense. Are you willing to trust him when everything around you is going wrong? Yeah, I think I think that is a big thing that I'm learning is that I think sometimes as believers we can get so caught up with with I think it's a lie that like when you become a believer that your whole life is going to be easy you're never going to have hardships and if God is so good then he would never let anything bad happen to you and that's just not true because the Bible says that when we go through like counter all joy when we go through um trials and tribulations because those trials um increase our faith they they give us perseverance they work on our character and they ultimately give us hope even more hope and then the bible says hope does and hope in christ does not disappoint so the bible is telling us that like we are going to go through trials right god isn't going to keep everything from us although he could he's not going to because he knows that it increases our faith it strengthens it strengthens us it builds character if we allow it to now we can also do you know have the opposite heart posture in this and be like well well if god you're so good then you then this should never have even happened anyway and we can block you know what god is trying to do in us through our suffering i i just love it when paul said in the bible like like he says like i've learned he said i've learned the secret to life he says, um, whether I have a little or whether I have a lot, I've learned how to be content in every situation because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that's so powerful because he's saying I can have nothing or I could have everything. And either way, I know how to be in those situations because it's Christ who strengthens me. Christ strengthens me when I have nothing. Christ strengthens me when I have everything. I'm learning to be grateful for trials um and like for example in my situation like obviously i prayed i asked god to you know fix the situation have my life go back to normal and it didn't happen so it's not that and i think when you sometimes when you pray for something and it doesn't happen right it doesn't go the way that you want you could that's one way the enemy will have you lose faith because it's like oh god didn't answer your prayer he must not be listening to you like what i found myself doing was like okay god if i pray for this and i asked for this and you hear me and you know me and you see me you live in me you're with me all the time you know what i need before i ask (laughs) you know that i need this thing then if you're not making it happen 
then there must be something deeper that you're trying to show me. And ultimately, God has shown me so much about my faith, so much about my character. I think I've grown so much in my perseverance. I've learned so much how to endure and how to truly ask Jesus to give me strength in every situation. I've learned how to to not worry, like truly not worry. Um, you know, take care of what I can and then leave the rest in God's hand. If there's nothing that I can do, why am I being stressed? about it if i the bible says if you can't do the least why are you worried about doing the most (laughs) i just love that so much because i think that's sometimes that can be our heart posture when we're facing trials it's like oh like what if this happens and this happens and i can't even do and it's like god's like you bro you can't even do the least so why are you worried about doing the most and it's just like i'm truly like understanding what it means when the bible says like don't be anxious for anything be anxious for nothing and i think the world we live in today is like be anxious for everything be anxious for everything because you don't know anything you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. i've really learned to like just really not worry when you're in it that's hard to do when you're in a tornado and everything around you is like twirling around and god says don't worry and you're like, what do you, but you're like, wait, what do you mean? Don't worry. God's like, don't worry. You're like, but do you see all that is going around me? Everything that's happening? God's like, mm, don't worry about it. I think I realized that I can be so narcissistic. And that's a word that I don't describe myself as because I think I'm pretty selfless. I think I'm one of the most selfless people I've ever met. <laughs> like a selfless person would never say that. <laughs> but I would I would never describe myself as somebody who's narcissistic, but I think what this situation has shown me is that sometimes I can be, and I think this speaks for a lot of people, we can be so just obsessed with everything in our life that we forget to um, we forget like what the Lord wants. We forget what what is what does the lord want from me uh what is the lord choosing from me because we can just be so consumed about like okay god answer my prayers like do this for me and we don't even have a relationship with him because it's just about everything in our life and i think this situation showed me that like i really was consumed with just like my life being the way that it was my routine working the way that it works and me being able to go places that i want to go and do things that i want to do that i kind of lost sight of being like okay god like i'm your servant like when i get to heaven like the thing that he's gonna say is like well done good and faithful servant so if i'm not living my life as a servant to jesus what am i doing right like i'm not gonna get to heaven and god's gonna be like well done good and faithful uh be a like servant to yourself no he's gonna say well done well done good and faithful servant to me so i think this showed me that it's like that sometimes i will sometimes like i think that i lost sight of like asking god like okay god how can i serve you today how can i love your children today how can i you know move in the in the calling and the purpose that you have for me instead of just being like well god i need you to fix this this and that and i need this much money and i need that much money and god's like are you even because when i get to heaven i don't want to be like oh thanks god for answering all my prayers i'm heading in i want to be like did i like did i did i serve you in the best way that i could while i was on earth did i fulfill the purpose that you created me for while i was on earth and i think so many believers just get so caught up in like god being this like genie to perform our list of miracles that we need and yes god does perform miracles and he does it because he loves us but there's more to life than just god fixing all of our problems there's more to life than just our needs always being met and i love it in the bible when jesus says if you cling to your life you'll lose it but if you lose your life for my sake 
for his sake, you'll find it, right? So if we lose our life for the sake of Jesus, he will, we will find our life in that. We will find our life in letting go of our life. But when we hold on to our life and we're like, oh, everything has to go my way. I want to do this, this and that, blah, 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 blah. God, make sure that you listen to me and that you're following all my rules. We're essentially going to lose our life. But when we lose our life for Jesus, we find our life. And I think that's just so beautiful. And God really reminded me of that in this time of like not having everything that I want me, you know, not being able to do the things that I usually do. I know that once my situation comes back to normal. I know that I'm not going to be the same. I'm going to walk out of this different. I'm going to ha- I'm going to walk out of this having strength and faith, much more perseverance than I ever thought I could have. Character, hope, like I know that that because the Lord didn't answer my prayer in the way that I wanted to, I knew that there was something under the surface that he was trying to do, right? And I know that pruning, when God prunes us, it's not fun. It's not great. It's not a super joyful time, right? When 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 you're cutting the branches off a tree, it's painful. If you don't allow the Lord to correct you and the Lord to teach you, then you're going to say the same forever. And I I'm happy that I have an open heart to what the Lord is trying to show me and that I have a teachable heart. Um, I think I used to be stubborn and I used to be like, well, God, just, you know, just do things my way and just forget about it. And I'm glad that over the years, like he's softened my heart to become more aware of his corrections and his teachings because at the end of the day like God's not cruel he doesn't punish his children he's not up in heaven teasing people he if if you're going through a hard situation and he hasn't brought you out of it it's because he wants to walk through that hard situation with you and I think sometimes it's so easy to forget that God is with us even in the valley even in our darkest nights right when the birds are chirping in the middle of the night they know that that the sun's coming up they know that that, that there's light um, coming, so we have to be like the birds and and, and remind ourselves that even though we're in, even though we're in a dark area, God is with us. The light is coming, and that just reminded me of super random. Like I'll be done, I promise. But in Exodus, where. <laughs> I love Moses. I cannot wait to meet Moses because he was so real with God. And he's like, if you don't help me, like Moses, like leading the Israelites out of the wilderness or into the wilderness and back into, you know, the promised land. And every day the, the Israelites had like so many complaints. They complained about everything and they didn't go to God. They went to Moses. They're like, well, you're close to God. So tell God to do this. Duh, duh, duh. And God was like, and Moses, there's this one chapter where Moses is like, if you don't help me, I need you to kill me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I literally cannot do this without you. So if you're not going to show up, he's like, these people need food and water. So if you're not going to, he's like, I can't give them food and water. He's like, so if you're not going to show up for them and you're not going to show up for us, please kill me right here. Right. He literally said that. And I love Moses because he's so honest. And that's like the key to like letting God into your heart is just being honest with him. Even if it's like bad stuff, just be honest with him because he can take it. God's God. He, nothing surprises him. Nothing's ever made him flinch. Nothing Nothing ever is like not of his knowing he knows everything so like you being honest with him is not gonna he's not gonna be like oh this person doesn't like me ah. like just be honest with him anyway all that being said I, I don't know which chapter next is it was but there was one chapter that like after I read it, it like stuck in my head because it reminded me of how much I do this and I don't know the verse exactly but it's along the lines of like I think Moses was saying it and he was like um because you guys because you guys didn't believe the Israelites because you guys didn't believe 
that God was with us even in the wilderness. And that is like, and like when you first read that, you're like, oh, how could the Israelites not believe that God was with them in the wilderness? Like, that's so stupid. Like, God's everywhere. Like, God, but like then when you're, when you're, when you're facing your own wilderness and you're in your own situation that's similar to that, you so easily, just like that, forget that God is with you because your circumstances aren't changing or because the thing you prayed for isn't fixed. You're like, well, God must not be with me. And it's like, and, and essentially what Moses was saying was like, how dare you? Like, how dare you say that God isn't with you in the wilderness? When in reality, he is with you. And it's, that was just a beautiful reminder for me to like always believe that God is with me no matter where I'm at. And I love the verse. I think it's in Isaiah where it says, I can ascend into heaven and you're there, or I can make my bed in the depths and you'll be there. Like there's nowhere you can run from God. He's literally everywhere. He's everything. He's everywhere. Sometimes you have to like remind yourself of that because when you're in the wilderness, you're going through the valley, it can look like there's no light. It can look like God's not with us, but he really is. And I think realizing and recognizing and being aware that God's with you, that changed your perspective. Because if you were walking through a dark valley alone, like, of course, you're going to be scared. You're going to be fearful. You're going to be afraid. You're going to be discouraged. But when you realize that God is literally right next to you, what, the fear is gone. Fear has, fear has no room where God is. It, it's just so true. Like, if, if, you, if we could see God and we could see that he was walking with us, like, we'd be jumping for joy. There'd be no fear, but because we can't see him, sometimes it's hard to remember that he's with us. But the moment that we become aware of that, um, everything changes. So that's the story, babes. And I hope this made sense. I feel like my thoughts may be all around the world today, but I hope this made sense. And I hope this encouraged you to look at your own life and see, are you making your decisions out of fear or out of faith? Are you living in fear? Or are you living in faith? Um, because I think that having that awareness can change your life honestly um so anyway i love you guys uh so much don't forget to rate and review this podcast uh follow me on tiktok at the bad grammar podcast follow me on instagram at what is it be you doing follow me on youtube uh at what is it be you doing however comma I haven't been posting on YouTube and I honestly don't know when I'm going to again. However, comma, comma, there are lots of old videos that you can go watch. I have like, I think I have like almost a hundred videos on there. So if you do want to go follow me on there and see what I'm doing, feel free, babes. But thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.